1: You are listening to the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. The holiday season is often rolling with NFL in full stride, and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and projections. Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and it's not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any any sport that's played from MMA to international soccer head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit it's bet online where the game starts welcome to the dog check I am Max Loeb here with Eric Metcalf after a tough 29 to 12 loss at Denver at mile high yeah I see your hands over your face I feel the same way mentally Eric what like what What happened? Like, I I don't even know where to start.
0: I I don't either. I know I tweeted, disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was just, it was nothing that I think anyone expected. I mean, there's there's a chance when you you play in the NFL and you go into a city like Denver and you're a mile high and all that, that they're going to play well and they could win the game because it's the NFL. They're pros also. But I don't think anyone saw it turning out like that. And, and, and I talked about that. I mean, especially when we're talking about the Browns offense, uh, who would have thought that they were going to throw over 40 times? When we're talking about a, a Denver defense that was statistically the worst defense in the league versus the run, and we're one of the best running teams. In, in the NFL. And so no one ever thought about that. And so that's that's what was so frustrating to me is that we didn't even uh, really attempt to run the ball. We had between the two running backs and, and Kareem and Jerome Ford, they carried the ball 16 times. Yep. Uh, Jerome Ford averaged over seven yards a carry. Yeah. <laughs> Kareem was averaging over four until his last couple carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his last two of the, of the seven. And, and so that's 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 what makes it hard because we, were, we could have run the ball. We just didn't attempt to. And I know a lot of people, a lot of fans are saying, oh, they had seven people and eight people in the box. So what?
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can
0: still run the ball against those fronts. You cannot put eight people on one side of the ball or yeah. seven people on one side of the ball. You have to split it up. Guys have to move around. So there are schemes – and, and and blocking and we are blocking schemes that can be successful against these type of defenses as we saw when we attempted to run the ball a few times yeah ahead.
1: yeah and and i think a lot of people also look at the score and think that uh you know the browns were down by multiple touchdowns all game like of course they passed the ball out really wasn't the case middle of the fourth quarter was when it started to get out of hand and still the browns weren't running the ball in those first three quarters like it it, it was really surprising to see how efficient they were on the route, especially with Jerome Ford. Like when you have Kareem Hunt out there, a lot of times it's it's on a short yardage situation. It's on right. a third and one or is at the goal line. So like a one yard touchdown run for Kareem Hunt, that's a one yard carry, but that doesn't speak volumes to how they're running the ball. Whereas Jerome Ford, you're on there for like the base down and distance, first down, second down, whatever it may be. He He's averaging seven yards of carry, like ripping through the defense, like a hot knife through butter. And you're just, say ah you know let's let's throw the ball instead and you know you could point fingers you can talk about that all you want but it, it does truly truly to the outside I make no sense no sense whatsoever
0: and, 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 it's, and it's really crazy because especially when you have a rookie quarterback who was technically only in his second real start yeah. mm-hmm. right? and so I, I would think you would take the pressure off of him. And, and and run the ball. I mean, And, of course, during the course of the game, he made some nice throws. And there, there were a lot of balls dropped on him that could mm-hmm. have sustained drives. And so even with all that being said, I think you take the pressure off him and, and, and run the ball. And a lot of, once again, people on Twitter are talking about how <laughs> well, they would try to run the ball, and they would be in second and, and or third and 10 or 8, whatever. Yeah, because we passed the ball on first down. Yeah. So if you so they're they're expecting you to run the ball on second just to try to get ahead of the chain some so the, the throw isn't as hard or the routes that the scheme that you pick to throw a pass is isn't as hard and so they know what's coming now you you're playing into the defense's hand and I' and I was just shocked that we, we went in it that way.
1: I was too and you talk about what well, we talked about going into the game, you run the ball, you stay out of the chains, you don't turn the ball over. You're gonna have a good chance, and they they did none of that. Like you, the fumble at midfield, obviously not running the ball. You you can't expect to win a game, especially against a team like that who will do enough to beat you. They'll hang around and they'll capitalize on your mistakes. Like you can't expect to ever win a football game like that against a team like the Broncos. And a lot of the teams, if assuming the Browns continue to win games and make the playoffs, a lot of the teams they'll see in the playoffs will be like that. Like they will capitalize on your mistakes. They will make life hard for you if you're not making it easy on yourself.
0: Just just two teams in our division have beaten us that way.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Like they just capitalized on our mistakes. And it's another thing. Like even, even when we uh, turn the ball over at, at midfield with Harrison Bryant, I, I, I get it. But at the same time, we have two running backs who run the ball very well they're, once again they're porous against the run turn around and hand it off to those guys and let them get the first like they did later on later on in the game
1: mm-hmm. very much so offensively lots of uh, concerns and question marks but the defense especially the secondary like it, it was not pretty back there we, we voiced our concerns with Denzel Ward being out like who would step up how would Greg Newsom do in a more traditional outside corner role and To be brutally honest, Cortland Sutton beat him time and time again. Like he he played a significantly better game than Greg Newsome, and that was where a lot of their chunk plays came from. That was the first game that you really looked at that secondary and you're like, "Dang, we need Denzel Ward out there."
0: But and you know what's crazy about that whole thing is, Cortland Sutlin he he had some chunk plays. He got a lot of uh, first down on third down. Yeah. And and he was like you said, but when you go back and look at it, Russell threw for 134 yards. Yeah. So so I, I get where it, it was just it was just the time time of those plays that, that mm-hmm. they were making that, that made it look bad, but it really wasn't as bad as they it the score in, indicated. You know, they actually had some stops, I mean, going into this game where 29th. Uh, scoring in the first first quarter mm-hmm. and first between the second and fourth quarter and so they did the defense adjusted came back played well gave the offense opportunities to, to even tie it up and, yeah and, and we missed the two-point conversion yeah gosh and, and, and so those are those are things that that we're on a team, not only offensively, but defensively also, because now you're always playing from behind and, and your mindset changes. A lot of people don't realize your mindset changes as a player. If it's, if you're winning tied or, or behind, I think it's all different. Your, your mind is different. And so you, you approach it differently. And so I think if we tie it up at 14, like we had the opportunity to, then these guys are playing with a different mojo out there.
1: Absolutely. And then, you know, you don't you don't tie it up. Obviously, you don't tie it up because of a mistake. Then you have the fumble on the end around another mistake. Like like you said, we, you can't expect to be in games like that. Uh, if you try to flip the game and look at some positives, who stuck out to you in a good way this game? Because I know there's one guy we're probably both thinking of. I'll let you talk about him.
0: Oh, you know who it's going to be. <laughs> J.O.K. <laughs> J.O.K. because he wrecked shop the entire game. He was giving our, our – our team to lift that they needed because he was making plays behind the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. and he was stopping them when they felt like they had momentum. He was, he was making plays that gave us a chance. And so he was out there wreaking havoc the whole game. So he, he would definitely be my player to get.
1: Yeah. I could not agree more. The effort is just unmatched. It's insane. You find a guy who has hit, has had his life made easier because of guys like Dalvin Tomlinson along the defensive line, but you find a guy that is just, not afraid to pull the trigger and go make a play on a run and he does it time and time again but he doesn't miss like he rarely misses if he pulls the trigger and goes he's going to make the play like that third and one uh, I believe it was in the third quarter when they had a little pitch to Javante Williams just straight through the gap and just three yard loss like you look at that you're like whoa that that is something special and he keeps playing like that that's the heart and soul of the defense outside of Miles Garrett he keeps playing like that he's gonna Earn some accolades as the years go on. year goes on. Another guy who I, I was really impressed with was Cedric Tillman. And we'll talk about injuries a little bit later on, but if Amari Cooper is sidelined for a week or however long, Cedric Tillman is a guy that you look at to come in and make plays on the perimeter. Obviously, you have the high school connection with DTR. DTR was not afraid to look his way. And I wonder if that was maybe a point of emphasis for him because Cedric Tillman was a mismatch for whoever was covering him.
0: Yeah, and he was out there making hands catches again. Yeah. In, in in traffic. And that's and that's why they drafted him because they saw him do those same things when he was at Tennessee. And so when you have a big receiver who's able to catch the ball with his hands and keep defenders off of him, it, it makes it a lot easier on the quarterback. And and I'm, like you said, I think DTR trusts him just from their, their their past relationship. And so hopefully looking at him. He can develop as this, as this season goes on and we just get better.
1: Yeah. And that, that is the name of the game, getting better for sure. Uh, On the field and off the field, we got to talk about some injuries. Obviously mentioned Amari Cooper. Looks like it's a rib injury. We don't really know the severity of it. We'll wait to see there. Um, Same with DTR. We'll wait to see the severity there. We'll wait to see if he can suit up this Sunday. Good news on the front of Miles Garrett though. Sounds like it's day to day. Sounds like it's not something that is significant, which, like deep breath like that is huge because if he had missed even a week at this point in the season a must-win game against LA like that would have been crucial and I'm I'm glad it's just day-to-day it's nothing significant
0: definitely and when you play a game like this and, and everybody knows that as a team the Browns didn't play play great right and so when, when you compound it with these injuries going into a, another game that a team is and the Rams are are, are getting hot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're getting their players back, and so it's it's going to be a tough one in L- L.A. And so when you have games like this coming off a loss, you need everybody to be as healthy as it can be. And oh, so yeah. I, I think with Amari and, and and Miles and these guys, if they're able to play and, and, and give it their best, then then we got to have them out there.
1: Absolutely, and you know if DTR isn't able to go. You got to look at the quarterback situation. Obviously, Kevin Stefanski was kind of a – he wasn't committal when he talked about which player or which quarterback he would suit up if DTR didn't play. But, you know, maybe this is the week for Flacco. Who knows? Maybe it's too early, but definitely something to think about. But, you yeah, you can't look past this Rams team, a Rams team that put on a show against the Cardinals. They're getting Kyron Williams back they're doing this all with an injured Cooper cup too. I don't know if you've watched Cooper cup play at all recently. He injured his ankle. I believe two weeks ago, he does not look fully healthy. They are doing this on offense without their best player at full health. That's scary. They got a lot of weapons on this team.
0: It really is. And the, and and the rookie receiver is catching a lot of balls. So yeah. he's pretty much doing the same thing that, that uh, Cooper cup had been doing well before he got injured. And, and so mm-hmm. there's, that gives them just another added dimension to that offense and it makes it hard when you when you have a great play caller like Sean McVay
1: yeah that that's the name of the game for the Rams I think you have Sean McVay obviously have that that zone centric scheme the play action the boots and everything like that this is going to be a huge week for the Browns linebackers I think Uh, when you look at Plays like that, reading your keys, ensuring that you're not, you know, you're not creeping up to have somebody bang a, a in behind you like that is going to be a huge point of emphasis this week. These Browns linebackers are going to have to stay disciplined. They're going to have to, again, make sure they're not creeping up on the run, make sure they're reading their keys correctly. And Sean McVay, a good play caller, will try to take advantage of the aggressiveness of guys like JOK. and I'm fascinated to see that's going to be the chess match within the game that I'm looking at.
0: No doubt, and, and and another thing that Sean McVay will do is he'll give them a lot of eye candy. So he'll have a lot of motions, and he'll have mm-hmm. guys moving all over the place just to get you off your keys, like like you said. And if these guys aren't disciplined in what they're scheming to do, it's going to be hard. And yeah. so that's why that's why when you look at a week like this, it, it's very important that everybody takes care of their job. Don't worry about the next man's job. Because when you start doing the next man's job, that's when you don't get your job done. It makes it hard to stop an offense like this. And so, like you said, they're they're starting to fire off on all cylinders. And and so we're gonna have to be at our best, regardless of who's out there playing. Those guys mm-hmm. have to be at their best in order to stop this offense and and and, and hold them down as far as scoring.
1: Yeah, and I really do think that this Rams offense, a high-powered unit, you you kind of have to look at them like a team we talked about with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, whenever you play the chiefs, like you keep these elite quarterbacks and elite offenses off the field. Sometimes that is your best defense. So I think if you don't run the ball last week, you better run it this week. And again, this, this Rams front is good. Obviously they have Aaron Donald, one of the best players to ever play the game. But outside of that, like there's not a whole, whole lot of named players that you would know this Rams defense is not what it once was. So if you're the Cleveland Browns, you have to feel like you have some advantage there. And keeping the offense off the field is going to be enormous this game because the Rams will try to do the same thing on the other side of the ball. They will take six-minute drives every single time they touch the ball.
0: And it's about how Stefanski schemes this. I mean, yes, like you said, we're going to have to control the ball and and do that with within the running game. And also, we obviously, you have to pass. Depending mm-hmm. on who's out there, they're going to try to force us to pass the ball right and so we have to be good with that we've got to be disciplined with that we can't. we don't have to worry about throwing the ball 20 30 yards down the field as long as we're getting five or six here and there and so mm-hmm. these are the things that I, I look forward to Stefanski doing because that's this is what I thought he would have done this past week just ball control and and, and even if you pass it 40 times that's okay if you're just throwing it four and five yards and letting those guys turn it into something else. It doesn't always have to be down the field because that's when the bad things happen, especially when you're talking about young quarterbacks who haven't played that much in this league.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And looking back on uh, what the Browns have been able to do with taking care of the football and looking at what teams have done against the Rams, it's cliche, but it always comes down to the turnover battle. And it's what you can do with the turnovers as well. The Rams are a team that are, going to be able to move the football but they're also going to make mistakes like Matt Stafford will give you one here and there maybe they'll fumble but like they they turn the ball over it's more what the Browns can do with the football if that happens and again I I personally think the the biggest aspect to this game is going to be the red zone offense for the Browns because the Rams have been a team where it's it's bed don't break if you get into the red zone they're like okay let's just stop them here and they've done a good job with it if the Browns get in the red zone and score touchdowns, turn threes into sevens, that's where it's going to be a huge edge. And you need the edge in a game like this because there is not much that's going to separate these two teams. It's going to come down to a field goal.
0: Right. And that's and that's something we didn't do in the beginning of the game last week. We didn't, yep. we didn't get touchdowns in the beginning. We got field goals. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and granted, that kept it close because the defense was playing well. But back to what you're saying, we're going to have to get touchdowns and score points because – I, I feel like the Rams will score points this week and it's going to be it's going to be a tough game if we're not firing off on all cylinders. And, and so I just I'm just hoping that we go into this game with a chip on our shoulder, knowing that we just gave up a game that we probably should have won. And I, I, and I think just everybody just needs to just be laser focused this week in, in trying to get this victory.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you bring up the should have won aspect because they should have. And all of a sudden, you look at the wild card spot right now. I believe they are the sixth seed because the Steelers have a better divisional record. So they're ahead of them. Um, then obviously, you got Denver a game behind. You still got Houston. You still got Buffalo, who, again, played a really good game. Like they're by no means a pushover. They got a lot of talent on that team. These are games, especially at a conference, you have to walk away with a win. You have to, and if you if you're the Cleveland Browns, you either look yourself or you're seven and five or eight and four. There is a big difference there.
0: It's a big difference, especially when you're talking about a Denver team who's right behind you, and now they have the tiebreaker based on the head to hit. Yes, they do. And so now we you you just have to keep winning the and ahead of teams like that, especially mm-hmm. when you know we don't have many more games in in the division, and 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 so we we have to take care of business and. and Every game, regardless of division, what division they're in or what conference they're in, they have to go out there and play good football, good Browns football. Because when they're playing Cleveland Browns football, that's when they're winning games. That's Mm -hmm. that's playing very good defense, stopping the run, not letting the other team score, and we're controlling the ball with the run and and, and scoring points. And so this is one of those games where I, I, I think we definitely have to win the time of possession and not turn the ball over. I mean, we have we say it every yeah. week, but it's it, it's still happening. And we turned the ball over with three times the other day, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that when we're turning the, the ball over, most of the time it's in our own territory. Yeah, and, and and that's how it's been for the most part throughout the course of the year. When we turn the ball over, it's in, in our own territory, so we're giving these offices a short field, so it's, we're making it tough on our defense, and so. Although we have one of the best defenses in the league, when you're talking about only having to drive 30 or 40 yards or, 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 or less to score some points, it, it makes it hard on them.
1: It does, especially when you get towards the, the beginning of the game, you turn the ball over in the first quarter, especially like right at midfield like the Browns did. You're allowing an offense to come in not having used a lot of their play sheet already. So it's not like you see something in the first quarter, and then it comes back around the third quarter. and You recognize it. No, you, your offense is fresh; they yeah. they stay may still be in their openers. Like you don't you don't know what's coming, which is a the huge, whole
0: huge is open. right. Yeah, yeah, and that's what and that's what we can't do, and that's what we've been doing in some of these games, even games that we've won. We've actually spotted teams points with, with, with turnovers and so we can't we can't get in this situation especially when we might be down some people and and, and not be at full strength we, everybody has to go out there protect the ball play at their their best and, and give yourself a good opportunity to win this game
1: absolutely All righty let's talk X factors you can go first I'll let you choose your side of the ball this is a game where it's going to ta- take it's going to take a team effort here I think we can all agree but w- which players are you looking at specifically as your x factors?
0: Oh, so I'm gonna go offense, and I'm gonna say who I hope will be our, <laughs> our expect factor, and that's Jerome Ford. Uh-huh. I I hope he is the guy that we lean on in in a game like this. And to me, it's like a a, a must win, right? And so I yeah. I hope that we go in there with the mindset that we're gonna control the ball, we're gonna win the, the line of scrimmage, regardless of Aaron Donald being there, we're gonna win the the line of scrimmage and and we're going to control the ball and score points in in doing so
1: yeah i agree with you for sure that the the browns run game i think as a whole has to be the x factor i'm glad you brought up the running back so i'll bring up the interior offensive line i i trust kevin stefanski to look at what happened this past sunday and realize they didn't run the ball enough he has to realize it especially against the match that they had I think it will be a point of emphasis especially when it comes to controlling the game and keeping that offense off the field. So obviously Jerome Ford and even Kareem Hunt, they got to have good games, but the guys up front got to block. They really really got to block and this is a tough matchup. Aaron Donald is the true the purest game wrecker there is in the NFL and he has been for probably a decade. If this interior offensive line can stop him, allow him or stop him from wreaking havoc, don't allow him to wreak havoc they will be significantly more effective on the ground, significantly more effective. That has to be the point of emphasis. So I'm looking at the interior offensive line. Defensively, I'm just going to go with the linebackers. Like I talked about earlier, you talk about the eye candy, you talk about the play action, everything like that. Like This is an offense that will prey on bad eyes or mistakes from your linebackers. That is exactly what the Rams are. That's how they get their chunk plays over the top. If the Browns linebackers can stay disciplined, they can stay true to their keys, they will be fine. I I trust them to stop the run. I trust them to stop any passes down the field. It's those 15 yard digs in behind those linebackers that will kill them. And I trust, trust they'll be able to do it, but that is what I'm looking at for sure.
0: I'm going to go with one person and I'm going to make that person Dalvin Tomlinson. Okay. And, and, And I say this because the, the rounds they run a lot of zone runs and everything mm-hmm. but i need i want him to be able to hold up the point of attack right and so i think if he can hold up the point of attack, he gives our like you said he gives those linebackers an opportunity to scrape off and and make plays a, a, against yep. the run. and so when we talk about matthew stafford and and cooper cup and and, and all these receivers and how they want to throw the ball, but they're 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 a run first team. When it's yeah. all said and done. I mean, that's this This is what they do. And so you, you, you get it was Kyron out there and who ran, well, he ran for, I think, 146 yards the other day. And so I think that's something that they're going to try to do. They're going to try to feast off of that because they felt like in watching this film from the other day that they can probably run the ball. And so yeah. I'm going to need the interior and down and, and, and Hurst to, to step up and, and, and stuff that
1: yeah and if they can stuff that again you trust your defensive line especially if miles garrett plays to pin their ears back and go get the quarterback on those third and longs let's hear the score prediction eric i think we agree it's going to be a close game what's the score who wins i'll let you go first
0: i'm gonna
1: i'm I'm, the browns are gonna win
0: i think that i think they bounce. i think they bounce back and and win this game even though the Browns have been playing well i think i think they'll have a chip on their shoulder just as they did when they came back from Seattle, knowing it was a game that they could have won. So I go with the Browns. I'm going to go with touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. I'm going to go 23-17.
1: Okay. I thought you were going to say 24. I have the number 24 in my head for the Browns for sure. So I'm going to go 24-23 Cleveland. I think it is a game-winning field goal by Dustin Hopkins that wins it.
0: I hope we don't have to come to that. To that but, <laughs> but I will take that if that is the case. He's Dustin Hopkins has been lights out, and so yeah, right I now I, I, it, I, trust it, I trust him. If it comes down to that, that he will make it. But I'm hoping that we don't have to do
1: that. I hope so too. But like you said last episode, if a W is on the end of it, the stress is worth it, right? That's right. For sure. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I feel good about it. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that when you, you look at this game going in into Denver, I hate to say it, but it, I, I feel like it's one of those games that we kind of just showed up thinking we're going to win. Yeah. Just, just based on how we've been playing and what we've seen out of Denver. I mean, they've won you know, five straight games, but, they haven't really played that well offensively. They got a lot of turnovers and, and turned those into points. And so I, I think that – uh, and, and, you know, everybody say, no, that's not the case. That is the case. We're all human. It happens. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting around talking about they're not very good. We're going to go in there and win. And so with, with the loss like we had this past week, I think the mindset and focus is, is different. And we go in there and treat the Rams just like they're another – NFL team and yeah that those players get paid too and they they want to win they're fighting for their playoff lives as well so you just have to go out there and punch them in the mouth
1: yes you really do and I think you know teams that ride high off of a big win like the Rams and teams that are upset after a big loss like the Browns that game tends to be a clash of the titans to be closer and hopefully the Browns come out on top like we talked about we think they will uh, any last words for the listeners before we go Eric just just win. <laughs> just, just all I
0: care about is just win. We need this team to go out there and play good Cleveland Browns football. We need from top to bottom, not being the, the, the play callers and to, to the players. We got to go out there and execute and make this happen because it's it's needed.
1: It is very, very needed. Hopefully the Browns are sitting at eight and four. By the end of the week, we will see. We appreciate you guys watching and listening. This is the dog check presented by Bet Online. Go Browns. Go Browns.